Hello and welcome to Turbo Geeks, a short format pod where dope people talk about dope topics. On today's episode, Supplements 101. Why or why not take them? Today we're experimenting with recording through a headset at a really busy cafe. Shout out to Kaladi Brothers Coffee on Pike here in Capitol Hill. Um, so today we're going to be talking about supplements, uh, why or why not take them. I think one of the more important things to consider before getting into any of this is that supplements should be in addition to, not in replacement of, good nutrition. Uh, your goal is to first set up a solid foundation, um, to dial in your nutrition, rest, recovery, all those processes, uh, to get the most out of that, that setting that, that base, that everyday stuff. Um, if your nutrition is out of whack and you can't digest food well enough, what makes you think that taking any supplements are going to be uh, absorbed into your body? Uh, that's a nice, literal way to piss your money away. Um, so consider that, um, these are training aids just like knee sleeves or weightlifting shoes are, um, weightlifting shoes don't necessarily make or break your movement in the gym. Um, but they can definitely help depending on if you've taken care of your body well enough, if you've maximized all your skill sets, like flexibility, stability, balance, all those things. So, in what situations, uh, what life situations would require people to need to supplement? If you're short on time, there are plenty of people out there whose schedules don't necessarily allow time to, to sit, cook, and prepare um, food and or they don't allow them time to really sit and eat, like mindfully. Certain supplements allow adequate macronutrients when full nutrition isn't possible or convenient. You might also need to supplement if you can't carry a lot with you all the time. So I just mentioned food prep. Uh, that could potentially require a, a carry, carrying around a lot of different things. And if you're you know, in the middle of the city, you're not driving and you've got a bag with a laptop and a change of clothes and all that stuff, carrying a couple of meals on top of all that can be pretty challenging as well. Most supplements are coming in powdered form, so it's a little tighter, a little smaller, and that might be one of the issues uh, or one of the benefits to supplementation. Uh, something as simple as a shaker bottle with powder already in it. Uh, alternatively, if you had a gym that had like a cubby system or a locker system or something like that, that you could, you could keep some stuff there, uh, that'd be great because then you would have them in hands reach post-workout uh, and be able to, to get in a tighter window um, of getting those nutrients in. Another reason you might want to supplement is uh, for what we call intra-workout nutrition. It's literally what it sounds like. When you're in the middle of a, a workout, 
or let's say like a long session uh, you might need to re-up on some macronutrients some micronutrients so there are plenty of studies that have proven the benefits to middle of the workout carbohydrate ingestion as well as protein um, a lot of people assume that protein is just for after but there are other studies there that might say or might show that having it before or during is actually uh, just as good if not better um, and the the reasoning behind maybe going with a powdered carbohydrate is like we know you need to re-up on energy do you think you could eat a banana or an apple in the middle of, of Murph? That would be rough. So powdered form, making it, uh, turning that into a beverage form is a lot easier because you could just take small sips the entire time. Um, and then the final reason would be like grabbing that, that extra uh, edge, right? You're always looking, or if you're the type who is always looking for a clean competitive edge, uh, this is something that might help if, again, all the other bases are covered. All your nutrition, your rest and recovery is covered. Um, when it comes to supplements, are all of these claims studied and proven? Fuck no. But placebo has a hell of an effect on performance, um, and supplements are essentially, most of them, are expensive placebos. So those are some things to consider prior to getting into any of the supplementation game. Here are the supplements I plan to discuss today because these are most popular. If you're listening to this, you're most likely a crossfitter or somebody who does a lot of high-intensity uh, exercise, um, whether that could be a barbell sport like powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, um, or, or things like that. So I wouldn't recommend most of these to just, uh, run of the mill folk who are just like working out once or twice a week. But anybody who's really committed to like, let's say four plus hours of, of hard work, um, a week, this is something that, uh, we, we would eventually end up talking about, um, depending on the individual and their lifestyle goals and needs. Uh, we're gonna differentiate supplementation into some different categories, lifestyle versus exercise. I was tempted to add a performance category, but arguments can be made um, to blend all three at that point, so just something to consider and keep in mind there. Um, these, these different supplements that we'll discuss we'll start with protein and the different types of protein out there uh, creatine and let's call it other um, others would include like pre-workouts um, BCAAs carbohydrate uh, fish oil omega-3s all that stuff uh, and a lot of the following info is taken from barbend.com, a great website, but um, specifically the articles of Nick English, who is a writer I've followed for quite some time, uh, and he does a lot of reviews on like YouTube and stuff, so check those out if you're 
interested in more. What is a stack? You're going to hear me refer to this maybe a couple times here. If I've met or talked to you in person, I might also talk about stacks. There are basically two ways to refer to a stack. Um, first, a stack as a supplement is a blend of other complementary supplements. Second, usually when referred to with some sort of possession like my stack, your stack, their stack, uh, it's when you take several supplements throughout the day that complement each other there uh, and maximize your ability to achieve your goals, uh, like to improve performance, uh, muscle gain, or losing weight. First off, protein. Uh, these are quickly digested supplements that come in powder form for faster pro protein synthesis uh, for those who work out because of the high amounts of the branch chain amino acid, leucine. Uh, does it significantly improve muscle growth, recovery? The answer is a definitely maybe. Uh, again, studies are out there and stuff uh, that talk about the efficacy of all of this, but essentially if you can't get to a meal immediately, that's why you would have this in powdered form uh, so that immediately at following your workout you could you could have some of this stuff because um, it's better than nothing right unless unless you're doing some like in, intermittent fasting in which case obviously you're fasting you're not eating there are four uh, types of uh, protein that I'll discuss number one is uh, protein concentrate which is a byproduct of making cheese it's the cheapest uh, form of protein out there, but it contains the other macronutrients, uh, fat and carbohydrate. Uh, so that's something to consider there too, especially if you're utilizing uh, protein powders for some sort of macronutrient breakdown um, for your nutrition. The second form is a protein isolate, which is made by filtering that concentrate. It removes some of the... Uh, the enzymes and some of the uh, the sugars and stuff in there. Uh, it contains more protein and fewer calories because it's not carrying the trace amounts of fat and carbohydrate in there as well. Uh, uh, and some of the like weird enzymes that make like lactose intolerant people feel all bubbly and stuff in the guts uh, when they take uh, protein. There's also protein hydrolysate or or peptides. So, um, using certain enzymes, it's isolate that's been broken down even further, and therefore absor absorbs into the gut faster. It's fr friendlier to those with allergies, but it's definitely uh, the most expensive out of all the ones that we're talking about here. So, I know a lot of people are really getting into uh, the brand Vital Proteins, and they s sell a lot of like collagen peptides and whatnot. Um, that's where that kind of figures into that's a nice way to literally just get some clean proteins in there that aren't so i mean like you know the most popular one the light blue uh canister is just protein um so it's a nice way to pad out your macros a little bit more uh and so on and then finally uh the last form of protein that we'll talk about is a casein protein it's the second of the two proteins found in dairy it digests way more slowly than whey and it congeals very easily 
making it good for pudding uh, and some nighttime stuff because the digestion moves a lot uh, more slowly. It's more slowly absorbed, so your body is um, fuller longer, uh, and therefore you can manipulate uh, your hunger that way. Creatine. Uh, creatine is one of the body's uh, natural sources of energy for muscle contraction. It's produced in the liver's kidneys and the pancreas. Uh, creatine is stored mainly in the skeletal muscle of the body, just like the muscles that you know and, and see when you pop your shirts off in the middle of workouts. Uh, and is obviously used during your physical activity and your exercise. Um, small amounts are used in the heart, brain, and other tissues, but again, mostly... Um, for muscle. Other than whey, it's one of the more studied supplements used today. Um, from barbend.com, quote, it's perhaps best known for the aesthetic benefits. Creatine increases muscle size relative, relatively quickly, and while that's in part due to increase in muscle water content, a good thing since it means we're better hydrated, it does indeed appear to lead to actual hypertrophy or muscle growth over time um, and bigger muscles aren't just aesthetic larger muscles can improve work capacity explosiveness fat oxidation injury resilience and recovery end quote um, increases in power output and anaerobic capacity meaning like absolute strength like a one rep max or strength endurance um, something like grace if you're familiar with the, the crossfit workouts grace is 30 clean and jerks for time at um, 61, 43 kilos, 135, 95 pounds. Those are things that obviously we want to get better at, but, you know, there are other things that we can figure out and and improve as far as nutrition, as far as all the other stuff. Um, But it helps decrease fatigue. And these are kind of measurements when people are taking like two grams or more uh, per day. Um, we can talk about cycling later. Some people like cycling. I don't care for it. I think most people can just take, uh, three to five grams a day and, and call it good. Um, but you know, there are studies there that also say for best effectiveness, you should, uh, cycle off of it or get off of that, um, get off of that supplement for a while just to clean out the system and let the body know, like, your production, your natural production is good enough as well. Um, plus, you know, it's pretty damn cheap. So something you should maybe consider depending on your goals, if they lie within muscle hypertrophy, muscle growth, and or energy production so that you could last longer in workouts. Um, creatine is made, like I said earlier, in the body. It's a molecule that um, can be produced naturally, uh, primarily made in the kidneys and completed within the liver um, by three amino acids. So we'll be talking about supplementation with amino acids later, but you know, your body produces it and most of the food that we eat uh, also contains it. These three amino acids are glycine, uh, arginine, and methionine. Um, Those amino acids get converted into creatine phosphate and phosphocreatine, which is then stored in the muscle and use for energy uh, later on. So it's a way to kind of like charge the battery 
and hold it in there. I know I threw some words at you that you might not uh, be familiar with, but this is why we study people. However, the body produces creatine in small amounts and excretes creatine on a daily basis. This is why some people choose to um, source creatine or extra creatine externally. Um, like I mentioned, it's already within foods and those are uh, obviously going to be protein uh, proteins such as meat and fish and so on and so forth. Um, this is the same kind of creatine that's produced in the body. Um, but those levels are, are you know, fairly low. Um, so how is creatine manufactured synthetically? Creatine monhydrate is usually made from uh, sarcosine and cyanide. Not cyanide. Not the deadly shit. Um, sarcos uh, sarcosine is similar to salt. Uh and they're generally combined in a reactor with other uh, compounds to, to make it work. Uh, it's heated and pressurized to form um, crystals, and then at that point, uh, you know, they're thrown in a centrifuge before being dried out with a vacuum. Um, it's milled into a fine powder, uh, generally to improve dissolvability, so because they know that you're going to mix it in with some um, liquids and whatnot. Uh, creatine monohydrate is extremely fine because of the methods of their uh, filtering and whatnot. Um, and that's what most of the other big supplements are, creatine supplements are made from. Um, Others. Now, there are a ton. You can, you know, there are obviously like supplement stores out there that have so many things and they're a lot. And not a lot of uh, employees are that helpful to kind of give you a 101. They always assume that you know what it is. Um, I would say you should definitely, you know, we're talking to a lot of people who are in Seattle, but if you get the chance, you should go down to. City Supplements in Tukwila, nearby South Center Mall. Um, those folks down there are awesome, and they help you out and don't mind explaining things. Um, plus, they have great recommendations as far as what they carry, and they have a bunch of lifestyle as well as uh, performance, um, vitamins, supplements, and all that other stuff. Uh, 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 uh. What are we looking for here? Let me get back to my notes here. Big ones as far as you know what most people take pre-workouts. Although there are many stimulant-free options, people tend to th think of pre-workouts as like uh, just caffeine supplements. Um, and it's true that a jolt of caffeine can be a great way to decrease fatigue, but it doesn't just uh, it doesn't just increase your energy. There are plenty of studies, again, that have found that caffeine can uh, help boost your endurance, your power, your strength, and there, there are some other benefits like 
improvements in cognition and your perce- perceived exertion, like your that that connect mind muscle connection. Um, I'd suggest if this is something you want to try, maybe test, you know, get like have coffee, have a cold brew or a nice americano or uh, a cup of coffee an hour out from your workout, depending on your uh, digestion abilities. Otherwise, you know, take a shot of espresso. Um, if your homeostasis is all whacked out and you need pre-workout every damn workout, um, guess what, my friend? You are fucked up. Energy levels are fucked up. You should be able to approach workouts regardless of what it is. But, you know, if it's a big day, if you're maxing out, if you've been preparing to, to try to set a personal record in a certain retest or whatever, then, yeah, maybe pre-workout. But I don't believe most people should be taking them every workout. Um, the most popular ingredients, uh, most popular ingredients in these pre-workouts, again, are caffeine. Um, if you weren't aware, a cup of coffee contains about a hundred milligrams. Um, other, the other big one is beta alanine, uh, which is studies on improved performance, hypertrophy at 1.6 grams or more. Um, citrulline. For increased blood flow and endurance at 5 grams plus. Taurine for improved focus when stacked with caffeine. Uh, Also has been shown to have recovery and reducing muscle cramps at 1 plus grams. Uh, Chloine bitartrate is something that people have seen improve time to fatigue. Meaning, like, you know, you can literally last longer before you get tired. Uh, Strength endurance, which is essentially the same thing, at 500 milligrams or more. Um, Betaine and hydrus for power output at 1.25 grams. Tyosine for improved focus and decreased stress at 500 milligrams plus. And black pepper extract or black pepper uh, for better absorption. So that's that's a trick from just, like, general nutrition. This is why you um, put, you know, salt and black pepper on things. Salt is an electrolyte. Black pepper helps with the absorption of your nutrition. So, you know, you're trying to get all those nutrients from your food. Throw a little bit of pepper on or a lot of bit of pepper on. Uh, So you'll see a lot of pre-workouts carry a lot of those ingredients uh, for those reasons, right? And they'll stack those things together in certain ways or take certain things away. And, you know, they're always going to have their own versions of advertisements on the uh, on the bags slash cartons slash canisters. So something to read and do some more study on. Again, a lot of these things aren't proven. Um, but if you literally feel better when you take them, maybe, yeah, continue on. But it, don't become dependent on them. Uh, another popular one are the BCAAs or branch chain amino acids. Uh, these are the building blocks of protein, obviously. In powder or pill form, they're popular for muscle retention, fat loss, endurance, and focus during workouts. So this is definitely something that I would tell some people to have as an intro workout supplement, depending on, again, their goals and how they've been feeling. Um, Obviously, I see a lot of athletes at Foundation CrossFit day in and day out, and this is something that I like. I would talk to them too if I know they're putting in a lot of hard work. They're not necessarily um, lasting the entire hour that they're there. Um, 
if you get adequate protein or have an adequate protein intake through nutrition, then these definitely aren't necessary. Uh, but they can help in grueling workouts. Um, boost protein synthesis between your meals and retain muscles when working out on an empty stomach. So if you're like a morning athlete uh, and the last meal you had was like 9 p.m. the night before and it's 6 a.m., like you could consider taking them. Um, but I would also then tell you maybe you need to supplement at night with casein rather before you go to sleep rather than BCAAs in the morning. But if, again, you're not a morning person and you're working out in the morning and it's hard to kind of like wake up and get focused, BCAAs might be a good uh, option for you as well. When looking at BCAAs, you'll always see like a ratio pop up, that, like a 2-1-1 ratio. And what they're talking about are the three most important BCAAs, which are leucine, isoleucine, and valine, uh, or valine, which are essentially the ones that are required for uh, muscle growth. Um, so there are you know, tons of other um, amino acids out there, but these are the, the ones that you want. These are the important ones. And like I mentioned earlier, leucine is the thing for muscle growth. So that's why you want to have those uh, within your supplements. Another big one are uh, powdered carbohydrates. Uh, these are an easy way to pad out your macros a little bit more as well as recharging your battery during the workouts. Uh, popular sources um, for carbohydrate are dextrose, um, which is sweet. It's, it's literally like a sugar. Um, maltodextrin, which is actually not considered a sugar, and it breaks down a little differently. It's not as sweet when you add it. So you know, if, you've, if you uh, are sensitive to those kind of sugars, that's something to consider. Um, and another popular one coming out, or it's like newer, but it's becoming a little more popular is waxy maize. Um, dextrose and maltodextrin are fast digesting high glycemic carbs, while um, waxy, maize, waxy maize is probably popping up a little bit more because, you know, um, where they're being sourced from, from grains and corns and whatnot. Uh, a handful of the other things, multivitamins. Macronutrients are carb proteins and fats, and they're necessary for energy production. Micronutrients uh, include vitamins and minerals. So we need, we need both, right? They, the micronutrients fill in the gaps um, created by missing some parts in your macronutrients. So like, if you're hitting macros, but they're things like like, this is my beef with the people who do that. If it fits your macros, that I... I-I-F-Y-M um, kind of nutrition like always share that they're just eating like cake at night and stuff like that if you're not getting greens in you're missing micronutrients and now you could be you know missing out on uh, like bodily functions proper bodily functions like your do your internal organs work the way they're supposed to um, and this is why multivitamins would come into play to kind of uh uh, fill in those missing gaps. Uh, electrolytes are another popular supplementation thing out there, whether it's in drinks or uh, something to add in or something stacked within other supplements. Um, these would really just be good for people doing endurance events, really long endurance events uh, or endurance workouts. 
um, or something particularly hot and sweaty, especially like come summertime for a lot of uh, Washingtonians. If you're not quite used to the heat and you're sweating a, a lot more and you're uh, getting a lot of hydration in is great, but if you're not actually holding on to it and you're not uh, getting sodium into the system when you need to, uh, you, you could be like cramping and whatnot. Uh, so at the smaller level, a lot of those processes within the body uh, are kind of powered by those electrolytes. So that's why those are important in getting those in. And the final thing I'll talk about today is fish oil. Uh, let's, we can, let's save this for a future pod, but you, you should be taking some fish oils, uh, simply because it contains omega-3s, which are fatty acids that are really important, LAL, EPA, DHA, uh, the importance of these, uh, again, we'll talk about in a future pod, but, uh, if you're not taking these and you're not getting in, like, Omega-3 rich protein sources like grass-fed um, meats and uh, like like wild-caught fish. Uh, you should consider taking these just to help things like blood viscosity and uh, you know if we're talking muscle recovery. What what is that? If you if you're getting the nutrients in, you need better. Uh, delivery of those nutrients through your blood and that's where the fish oil helps is to, to keep that viscosity uh, going and stuff. So you'll know somebody is on, on a good level of um, blood chemistry when they get nicked or cut and they just keep bleeding. That could be a good or bad thing but um, I remember I was on a really heavy dose of omega-3s and then I got some tattoos and I just kept bleeding like crazy. Uh, and it was pretty nasty, and I think my tattoo artist at the time was pretty surprised at what was happening, but it makes sense, right? Otherwise, that's our pod. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you get a lot out of it today. Again, I would love feedback, especially if you think I was missing something or if you want me to go deeper into any of these subjects. Uh, there'll be a future pod talking about the products that I take, my particular stack, uh, why I take them, and why I choose them over other products. Otherwise, subscribe to Turbo Geeks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like and follow at Turbo Geeks Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Find us on Facebook, like us there. Uh, the intro music is Otis McMusic by Otis McDonald. The outro music is Compton, provided by Anchor.fm. Again, thank you for listening, and be kind to one another. Peace.